0: good morning good afternoon whatever time of day it is that you are listening folks thank you very very much for listening the date today is the 10th of december year of our lord 2020 welcome to another episode of shoot the J. thank you very much for tuning in now i've had some people reaching out to me over the last few days and asking me to talk about something and as you can see by the title here it is bucks fans we're going to talk about this thing um we're going to talk a little bit about Giannis. We're going to talk about some of the James Harden stuff that actually just came out this morning, just a few hours ago. I woke up, saw the – because i now a proud subscriber to The Athletic. Um, I got the notification of the story being released, um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So Giannis's birthday is the other day, and everyone gets him a pen. That's that's his present. It's a pen. Now I'm an idiot because the very first time I read it, I was like, "Why would they give him a?" Pe- oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's funny. Um, and then uh, he spoke to the media what yesterday, two days ago. I I don't remember. And he was like, um, "Yeah, it was really funny at first. It's like yeah, it's funny, guys." And then after a while, got like twenty of them. And he's like, "Okay, can we stop? I can I get like some AirPods or something?" Giannis doesn't want the pens anymore. Um, and then obviously. Questions were asked. That's that's on everybody's minds. Uh, hey, Giannis, what's going on? You going to sign the Supermax? What's what's going on? He has until, I believe, December 21st to do so because um, it's the day before the season starts. I think that's how it works at least. So they were like, Giannis, what's the deal? And he was like, I don't really want to talk about it right now. He's like, my agent and John Horst, they're going out to lunch. They're going out to dinner. They're doing whatever. Um, I'm letting them handle the negotiations and I'm just focused on me. I'm focused on playing basketball. I gotta be honest, that's not really what you want to hear at all. That's like that's probably one of the that, that just feels so one foot out the door to me. And this is coming from somebody who has been, I've been adamant for a better part of a year now that it's not a question that he's going to stay. And keep in mind that he could, you know be keeping his options open, With still in the back of his mind, like Milwaukee being number one, but it's entirely within the realm of possibility that he wants to sort of explore this thing and and really see what he can do with it. Um, Does that mean Milwaukee is going to be forced into, you know, leverage trading him? I mean, maybe, possibly, but I, but I've, and I've said this before, there's no package that exists um, that uh, you get back greater value. Than just running it back with Giannis, right? Like trying to win a championship in what could potentially be Giannis's last year, um, it's like that just outweighs any anything that you could get in return, right? Any feasible trade package, I would rather try to win a championship. So that's I've been I've maintained that I think that that's what Milwaukee's going to do. Um, but this idea that there are negotiations that have to happen, uh, what is there to talk about, really? You know what I mean? Like, do you want $270 million, like, fully guaranteed? You do? Great. Here's a pen. I feel like that's... And I'm maybe I'm, I'm being super naive here. I don't know. Maybe it's like a player option that they're trying to figure out. I made this joke yesterday... Um, on our, on, uh, well, technically it came out today, but yesterday when we were recording the most recent episode of Motown rundown with James Edwards of the athletic, um, I don't remember if I said it in the, like on the air or like when we were done recording and we were just hanging out, I think it might've been a latter, So I don't think you'll be able to hear the conversation that we had, but I was like, I wonder if it's like a, and I almost said this as a joke, but I was like, I don't know, maybe what if Giannis is doing what magic did at the end of his career When he signs the 25-year contract, signs 25 years, 25 million, and then he gets, like, part ownership. I was like, maybe it's something like that. You know what I mean? Like, once you're done, then, like, once you retire, you can own the team. I don't know. I thought that was – but I was like, nah, because Giannis is only, what, 26. So it's definitely not going to be that. You wonder a little bit from Giannis' perspective what this offseason has looked like. You know, did the Bogdanovich thing make him mad? Um, I mean, I'm sure it did. It made everybody mad, especially like Dante. But, you know, I, I just wonder how that felt for him because it's not really like it was Milwaukee's fault, right? Like they, they put all their chips in the middle. You know, you can blame Woj, Bogdanovich's agents, a third party, you know, whoever you want. But I don't really think that you can come away from this and, and look at Milwaukee and be like, point your fingers at the Bucks. I don't think you can really do that. But I just wonder how much it made Giannis mad. And you get Drew Holiday. And let me tell you something. This is another thing I mentioned. Practice clips are just kind of whatever. You know, you can really only care so much about them. Watching Drew Holiday defend Giannis in practice. Oh my goodness. That was special. That was amazing. It was incredible. I loved it. So, I, I you know, they didn't get Chris Paul. We were led to believe that he may have wanted Chris Paul. But then we were also told that he didn't want Chris Paul. So I was always kind of just like whatever about it. Um, That would have been kind of fun. But I really like Drew Holiday. I really like this a lot more. He's also just like super excited to be here. Sorry, not here, in Milwaukee. And that's fun. I don't know, man. I love that. But, you know, in in terms of what I think Giannis is going to do, guys, it doesn't doesn't sound like he's saying many things that you want to hear right now. Um, And like I said, like, you know, he could come back um and and be like yeah we're actually not gonna do the extension but like i'm gonna go into free agency i just kind of want to see what's going on and then like yeah now what what doesn't help and then he maybe he's like oh yeah i guess i want to be in milwaukee after all and i don't believe he'll be able to sign for as much money as he would if he just said yes right now but you know now there's all this stuff coming out recently that and maybe it was public knowledge before i honest to goodness i had no idea Um, that in what, when was Giannis drafted? 2013, I think that the Raptors were like, please get me Giannis. We like, we desperately, desperately need him. Right. And um, it just worries me a little bit because now Masai is still, which I believe this is a contract year for him. So if he doesn't stay in Toronto, I don't really think it's going to hold much weight, but if he does re-up with the Raptors, then I just – I do wonder a little bit, like, are they finally going to be able to go after the guy that they wanted for so long? I don't know what their cap situation looks like. Um, They'll probably have to get rid of Kyle Lowry, just give the keys to uh, Fred VanVleet, which was, like, kind of the plan anyways from everything that I understand. So, you know, that's definitely on the table. Um, And so we'll see what happens there. But then you wake up today and um, you see that Shams puts out a tweet and a subsequent article Maybe it was in the same thing. I actually don't know where he's like, Hey, uh, James Harden, uh, he, he added two more teams to his preferred trade list. And it's, I see the Miami heat and the Milwaukee bucks. And I was like, hold on, (laughs) hold on, hold on, hold on. What? I don't understand where this came from. I don't understand what in James Harden's brain that he was like, you know what? I have done nothing but just tear this guy apart. For the last three years, and be super petty, and he's been super petty to me too, and um, I, but I think maybe we could make really good teammates. I think I want to play with Giannis now. I, I I think we should put our differences aside, and we should just play some fundamentally sound, winning basketball. I don't know what the rationale there was. Maybe just because they're a really good team. But here's the thing, and I here's what I don't like. I don't like that Bucks fans are just so passionately against this idea and the reason that a majority of them are against the idea is because of this revisionist short-term history that they have where James Harden is just all of the sudden not a good basketball player and I know a lot of a lot of why that said is out of irony because James Harden has said that and keeps saying it about Giannis so they're just like well James Harden's not good guys here's the thing if you can trade for James Harden, which you can't, which we'll get to in a minute, you have to do it. I'm so sorry. I know that there's a huge rivalry. There's a huge feud. But if you can put, you know, two top five guys on the planet on the same team, like if ESPN's list of the top 100 players is indicative of anything, which is it is not indicative of truth or fact or reality, but they put LeBron as one, Anthony Davis as two. Great. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. Um, I think Giannis was three and then James Harden was like, I don't know, he was like seventh or eighth or something like that. So whatever, if you want to put two top five, two top 10 guys on the same team, that's kind of the formula right now. That's just kind of the recipe. Do I think that the Bucks are more than capable of winning a championship as is? Yes, I do. And I also thought that last year, but we saw how that turned out. But it didn't turn out the way that it did because of how their roster was constructed or the caliber of the players that they had. It had everything to do with Mike Budenholzer. And that's really it. Also, Giannis getting hurt in game uh, four. Yeah, it was game four because that was when he was just going berserk in the first quarter. Turns his ankle for, I think, the, what, the second time. And then Chris comes in. Chris Middleton was just electric. That's game four against Miami, right? Yeah, and then... um. It was like, oh, they're alive. That was cute. They didn't get swept. And then game five, they come out and they lose. But so, I, you know, I I, I think this roster on paper is just as good, if not better, at least depth-wise, uh, than they were a year ago. So that's really fun. But in this, you know, reality where you can trade for James Harden, you know, you, you obviously can't. And the reality is that if he wants to throw Miami on his list, I'm – pretty sure that's probably where he's going to go because if houston is there here's the thing james harden doesn't really have leverage right now and the rockets don't have to trade him if they don't want to that's just the truth he's got what like two more years on his contract i think after this year i believe um i just think miami like if it's brooklyn and houston's like yeah if it's not katie or Kyrie, we're not interested Unless that's just a lie to see if they can get anything better than what they've already been offered, which they won't be able to. If it's Philly, I mean, you're offering Simmons or Embiid, and it just doesn't feel like either of those are really all that likely. If it's Ben Simmons, I, I, if, if he's on the table, then I think that something like this gets done. But if he's not, then it doesn't. Miami has a lot of really interesting pieces, but you wonder if, because it's the same way that I look at the Brooklyn trade. Where you're going to, you know, obliterate your depth to bring in James Harden. And then it's like, you know, if you do this before the season starts, if you do this, you know, while free agency is maybe still on the horizon or still happening, you can confidently make that trade and the rest of it will materialize. Right. But at this point in time, if you're Brooklyn or even if you're Miami and you're giving up Bam, Hero, Robinson, all these guys, what Olinick, it doesn't matter. Um, you don't have a, a tremendous pool of players that you can really pull from. You know what I mean? To let the rest of your roster materialize. It's just a really bad time to do it. So I, I, that's why I, I just really don't know if it's going to happen. Um, but I'll be interested to see it. And, I, you know, I don't think that James Harden is going to be on the Rockets by the end of the year. I think this is get, this gets done at or before the trade deadline. But my sort of ideology there still kind of remains the same, where it just feels like this would be better suited for, like, an offseason trade. I just, you know. Um, with Milwaukee, what are you offering? Um, Chris Middleton, which for a lot of people right there, nope, I'm out on that. Me personally, well, you know. Um, I love Chris Middleton, but I also really like James Harden. I, but, uh, you know, you really don't know what that fit would even be like with Giannis. And James Harden. It would be super clunky. But, like, I I feel like they might score all of the points in the world. And that's kind of the thing is if you – well, hold on. Let let me get to that point in a second because it will actually tie in perfectly. You're trading something like uh, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Dante DiVincenzo, um, who just can't escape trades, I guess. And then the, the issue that you run into is you have no capital to give up. You have no draft capital to give up. Because Drew Holiday's in Milwaukee. And that's, that's all your draft capital right there. So I don't really know what they would do there. But the players, at least, it would probably involve Chris, Brooke, and Dante. Something along those lines. And I just, this is what I was going to say. It ties back in perfectly. You bring in James Harden, you might score all of the points, right? You might win by like a million every night. Your defensive identity is snapped in half. Like, you lose Chris Middleton, um, one of the best wing defenders in the league. You lose Brook Lopez, one of the best rim protectors in the league. You lose Dante DiVincenzo, who, like, is by no stretch of the imagination elite defensively. um, But he's getting better every single year um, along the perimeter and then... Offensively, he's taking strides as well. So, you know, that's kind of like the – he, he would be the same way in Houston as he would have been in Sacramento. A really cute little fun consolation to an otherwise kind of mess situation. Only in the Sacramento situation, Dante was like the piece in that trade for the Kings, and with Houston, it's like, oh, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. That's pretty cool. But do they even want Brooke Lopez? I don't really know. What are you going to put, like, Boogie as a sixth, Brooke as the five, Christian Wood as the four – I don't know. I, I, well, also, where's P.J. Tucker? You know what I mean? So I don't really know that they'd be all that interested. Unless – ooh, wait. Can P.J. Tucker get sent back to – Nah, they wouldn't do that. Maybe they would. P.J. Tucker and Milwaukee – That would be fun. P.J. Tucker and Milwaukee would be fun. I don't – the whole James Harden thing, I don't know. But I don't think that Bucks fans should be against it just because James Harden hates Giannis and Giannis hates James Harden. I get it 100%. And if it was – if the Bucs were like, really, my team – I'm sure that I would be there with you guys. But because I'm able to be more objective, subjective, I think it's objective, um, I'm able to sort of take a step back, look at it for what it is. And I see where the league is trending. And if the Bucs are able to sort of fit themselves within that trend. Also, if it's something that Giannis wants, then you do it. But we have no reason to believe that he would want James Harden on his team for the reasons that we have previously mentioned. So I don't know. But let me tell you something. I, I got to just reiterate. I really don't feel great about Yannis <laughs> staying in Milwaukee. I've said it a few times now. Just he, I just can't imagine the power that you must have in your head. You can write your name on a piece of paper and be owed upwards of $300 million, and he's not doing it. I can't imagine. And that, that's not a slight towards him. It's not because, like, I get it. He has a lot to, to consider. I just can't imagine like being able to consciously not do that, if that makes sense. it's not Again, it's not a slight towards him, just having the ability to do that. It's wild to me. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, genuinely thank you very, very much. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. I will catch you guys in the next one.